What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at thisaintnopodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at notapodcast, N-O-T-T-A podcast. A lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, this ain't no podcast. All right, all right, all right. We here. Got the squad with me. Um, three fourths. Three fourths. Yeah, shout out to B Prince. You know what I mean? He out there getting it. Um, you know, I think we're gonna, um, switch things up with this episode uh if y'all don't know if you've been under a rock or things like that we lost a good man we lost a legend we lost a uh a hero um nipsey hustle was murdered and you know we we gonna give this episode we just gonna dedicate to him so we're gonna start with our intro who i got in front of me yeah uncle buck b b b uncle buck who i got to my right Got Giz. Giz the goddamn. Audio is. Yes, sir. And before we get into anything, we're going to, um, you know, we got to pay our respects. We got to do this right. So we're going to um, do a, give a moment of silence to my man, Nip, and then we're going to get right into it. Y'all ready? Yeah. 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 Let's give a man a moment of silence. All right. Let's rock. We're celebrating a legend, man. We're gonna celebrate his life. Mogul and they know that. Logo on my flow, man. Courtside Chamberlain throwback match my Rolex. Everywhere I go, flex. Valet park on some low shit. Whole lot of smoke in that Rory, that thing poke. Burning rubber. Wearing cameras that was under covers. Under pressure, made statements turned on their brothers. Never judge you, but the streets will never love you. I wonder what it comes to in your brain for you to run to. Once the haters, handcuffers and maces. Call us dumb niggas, cause our culture is contagious. Third generation South Central gangbangers. I live long enough to see it change. Think it's time we make arrangements. Finally wiggle out they maces. Find me out in different places. And the spoke by the door, this the infiltration. Double back dressed in blue laces. We celebrating his life here, people. We lost a good one. We lost a man, a hero. A legend. We celebrate him. They killed Dr. Sebi, he was teaching health. I fuck with Rick Ross, cause he teaching wealth. Dropped out of school, I'ma teach myself. Made my first meal on my own, I don't need your help. All black, Tom Ford, it's a special wave. City council meeting, they got hustle speaking. Billion dollar project about to crack the semen. So one of our investments has become strategic. Summer 08, 
such a season. About to make my partners look like fucking genius. We was in the regal, it was me and Steve. We done took a dream and turned it to a scene. Anything I wanted, everything I needed. Gotta pace yourself, it's all about your baby. You can have it all, it's all about your race. I done took my name and carved it in the cement. Listen to these words. These words are powerful, man. These words are powerful. Touched a lot of people. Touched a lot of people, man. You need to celebrate men like this. Celebrate them. I flash back on that shootout at the beach. 20 deep. You tried to squeeze your gun jammed and they released. Blood on your teeth. How many stains? I see three. The bitch started to panic, so I made her switch seats. Driving there, police chopper here, flying there. Really not too spooked, calmly asked me, am I dying now? All I know is keep you calm and collected. Cracking jokes like, nigga, now you gonna be finally respected. See your blood leaking, got my foot on this gas. Toss the 40, we pull up to Daniel Free and see crash. You know the alibi, they start shooting, we was standing by. Ain't see nothing but flare from the talus fly. I wasn't there, I was passing by. Matter of fact, don't say shit, I'm just gonna drop you in the back and slide. That's your weed, all the cash is mine. I take them both to the spot, plus your phone till you back online. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, um, I talked to y'all coming in, you know, I seen, uh, Uncle Buck when I walked in mm-hmm. to the, into the crib and the first thing we brought up was Nip, man. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, he, he said, you know, it seemed like he was hurting over it and I said, yeah, man. Cause it's like, I remember on Facebook, I used to put on like, you know, every morning I say good morning to the gods and goddesses, right? You know what I'm saying? I I used to say that every morning mm-hmm. to the gods. Uh, good morning to the gods and goddesses. I used to say that because there's a time I used to believe. I still believe. Excuse me that, and all of us, you know how they say you need to be in God's image or things like that. People tell you that. People that go to church they say these type of things because I believe in every one of us. There's like a there's a chamber in everybody that we can reach to our highest potential, which is a godlike form. You know what I'm saying? Like we can be gods in human form. And to be that, I believe, you know, of course, not saying that you have to uh, make miracles, make things happen, turn water to wine. But to be a God among, amongst these men, amongst, you know, on earth, you got to be a leader. You know what I'm saying? You got to tap into a potential that you know you have or you didn't know you had. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that Nip is one of those type of people where in his raps from the early age, from 08, I believe, is when he came out. He, you know, he came up as a crip in Slauson, you know what I'm saying? He came in, in that environment of danger, of, you know, people tearing other pe- our own people down, robbing, killing, shooting, drug dealing. He came in that environment, you know what I'm saying? He used to say how he had the old, uh, you know what I'm saying? He used to ride around the Lincoln with the gun under the seat, you feel me? That's how he used to ride around. But now, then he got to a point to where he had a Maybach. You know what I'm saying? He had his own business. He has a wife. You know what I'm saying? He has kids. 
he's he's putting people on so when i see that that's what i was usually that's what i'm when, that's what i'm talking about as far as people being gods in this on earth because he is what you is what we all strive to be is what people preach to their kids like you go through something you work hard for it you get to this point and success isn't really i don't success ain't really possessions ain't none of that it's can you help it can you help your people you know what i'm saying you got a million dollars you got two million can you help your friend get one million you know what i'm saying you got ten thousand ten ten million you can help your, your people get five million you teach them you feel what i'm saying you don't you don't you don't you don't give them food you teach them how to fish that's what he was doing that, that's what his whole motto was his whole blueprint of how he you know was talking to people you feel what i'm saying and it's just these these type of situations you can just tell a person and just on it's just so unfortunate to this is how you see the love that he gets you know what i'm saying like when he was here of course you could see it but in his passing like over here gives gives was distraught is distraught as i as am i you know what I'm saying? Do we have we met Nip? No, not a day in our lives. All we know we know him from the music and his and his and his way of life. You feel what I'm saying? And people just feel away in their heart. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't believe like when they pass, you can just see it. It can't be Nip. I know people for a fact that probably that haven't listened to Nip's music, but knew who Nip was and respected him. You know what I'm saying? Women respected Nip because how he treats his woman. Some women don't even know. They know Lauren London, but they may not know Nip for his music, but they knew he was a good man to his girl. He was a good man to his kids. You know what I'm saying? He's a good man to his friends. He's a good man to his community. You feel me? And like this hit, this hurt. This hurt, fellas. I ain't going I'm not going to lie to you. It's hurt. And I remember I said on this podcast, I don't usually I don't cry for celebrities. I don't usually don't get uh uh you know feel away when celebrities you know uh reach their reach their time on this earth. Like, but this one right here, this this is more than a celebrity, man. I don't I didn't even really see Nip as a celebrity. I saw him as a leader. You feel what I'm saying? He's a revolutionary, a man that cared about others, not just others, but his own people. I don't, and then it's, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all get into it. I want y'all hear, the, I want hear y'all words because I do have other, other things to say. I don't want to take up too much time, but you're doing an amazing job. No, mm-hmm. keep going. You're doing but an amazing job. I, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all speak y'all pieces. You know what I'm saying, I'm let y'all say y'all words. I know Giz want to say something. I know Uncle Buck want to say something, but it's, it's. I just don't understand how we preach this word on, you know black on this we need to uplift our people we need to do better by our people and when we have someone like nip to do that and this is how this is how he gets taken away from our own you know and it's like He deserved better than that, man. You know what I mean? He deserved better than that. He don't deserve to be shot in front of his own store, in front of his people. 
by someone from that neighborhood, from his his own gang at that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was a crip, yes. Now to some people they might see that as dangerous. They might see, oh, he's a crip with tattoos and he's a rapper. They see that as danger. Nip was not dangerous, yo. You know what I'm saying? He was a good dude. He may have come from a dangerous background. He may have been that before. Again, I don't know the man, but he may have done it before. This is us. I'm going off of his raps. You know what I'm saying? And he, Nip is not a dude. And, and then that's another. He's just not a dude that I see as a liar that would fabricate things. So if he says it in his raps that he used to do this, I believe it. And he's doing this now. You could just see the growth in this man. Victory Lap. I listen to Victory Lap. And what I love about Victory Lap is I've been listening to Nip since um, I, I didn't get on to him with Bullets Have No Names. That was one of his first uh, mixtapes that got him on but i listened to him on the first marathon mixtape which was a few years ago and i listened to him then you could hear the jewels he's dropping now he has some of the you know still has some of that west coast gangster mentality rap in there sometimes but and then victory lap we just played blue laces too did you hear that you could hear the gems he's giving y'all giving us you can just hear it you can just hear the growth you can just hear the growth of where he's came from and where he wants to go. Not even where he's he's telling y'all his past and he's giving y'all the blueprint to the future. So I just don't get I just don't get how a man like that can go out like this. It does it just didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense. I didn't believe a man from his hood from his his neighborhood from his state from the same gang that he's supposed to be represent that he represents would do this to a man like that who would never you know who 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 is trying to help that man that same dude that shot him he's trying to help him you know what i mean like he's doing this he's giving jobs to his people so that we can stop doing this you know what i mean like i don't see if we're preaching this we're preaching this word on look it's going it's rough now but if you grind like this if you do this you put your money here if you listen to this you read that you can be this i'm showing you i'm not only showing you i'm giving it to you i'm giving you these jobs i just saw the video the other day it was a dude um on in slauson the slauson mall the joint where he uh purchased in front of his store nip pulled up in, the, in his whip and it was a dude he was like a janitor you know what I'm saying look like one of the he looked like some uh uh one of the local uh I guess junkie whatever not junk I don't want to say that but he was like a I guess one of the older dudes that had doesn't really you know hasn't really done nothing with themselves but looking for a job things like that Nip gave him a job you know what I'm saying it was he gave him a job of sweeping the area cleaning the area it's something you think anybody else gave that man a job you think anybody else was gonna tell this man who been probably been drinking for years had a few mistakes in his life. That they were going to hire him Nip hired him Put him in his car He said yo I see you out here man You be safe He said you know what Matter of fact Hop in his car Hop, told, Took him in the car Took him to the barber shop Got his hair cut up I don't get it man It makes no sense That shit like that Makes me question things In this world It's like how do you take A man like that An individual like that A leader like that It hurts. It hits. You know? 
And I just want to talk to the people out there that if you heard the news and you felt a way, if you if you felt sad, if you cried and you want to know why you cried and you want to know why you felt sad and you don't even know this man, it's because you felt that energy. You felt the soul. You felt the power that he placed upon everybody. That's what that was. That's fine. Shed a tear for that man. You know? Shed a tear for that man. Because he left behind a wife. He left behind kids that won't even, uh, you know, won't, he won't be able to see his kids grow. He won't be able to give the game that he's given, he gave the world to his children. So yeah, if you feel if you feel a way about it, and if you're confused on why this this is why, because he was a he was that great of a dude, not even a dude he's a man that great of a man to help his community to uplift the way you're supposed to do it, give hope, you know, give something to where people can strive for. And not only with just rap, he showed you he you can just do it without. You can do it other ways, man. You can be an entrepreneur, you know. Doctor Sebi, he tried to teach us about that with the documentary. Shout out to Nick Cannon. He's going to take that over. We'll see, but uh, hopefully they can. Someone continues to bring that out to bring out um, you know his vision. But it was just many other things. This man really taught us that it's more than rap out here. I don't just see Nipsey as a rapper. I didn't. It was more than that. I remember Rick Ross tried to sign him. Do y'all remember this? Mm -hmm. He respectfully declined. Respectfully. Mm -hmm. I I say that loud. Respectfully declined. Because he knew his own path he wanted to take. He wasn't shitting on Ross. Him and Ross was still cool after that. Supporting each other. Supporting each other. I mean, he just said in in the line too. He was like, "Doctor Sebi, you know, taught him health." Rick Ross tried to teach him wealth. Yes, I mean, he respected the man. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm gonna be real. It made me like question some things, like why, like as far as us as a community, I don't see how we let this. We can't let this. This should let us know that we need some changes to happen. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna make them. I don't know what we need to do, but I just know something needs to happen as far as this shit's got to stop. Like, how many of our leaders we gonna lose over dumb shit? And then it's like Nip was so of the people, where he was just comfortable. You know, he he had this man walk up on him. He's so close to let him come to him. He's just because he's of the people. Like he, I don't feel like he thought anything would happen to him because he's just, you know, he just gives off positive energy and love. You know what I'm saying? Even with the story they were telling, they told he said he respectfully told this dude to go away. Always respect with this man. The word respect is always in the narrative when you bring up Nip. Even when he's telling this dude who supposedly is a known snitch, I'm going off the news of the stories that I'm hearing, right? So the stories that are coming out saying he was a known snitch and, and Nipsey respectfully told him, hey, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 
We don't need that energy around here. You know what I mean? Told him to, to leave. Again, respectfully, they said he respectfully told him to leave. And then that mentality that's put in most of us when we grow up is like, I ain't no bitch. I'm pretty sure that was it. I don't want to make any speculations. But that's just me thinking. This is just in my head of what I think happened in the scenario. I'm no bitch. He can't talk to me like that. Okay, who he is. I ain't no bitch. That mentality is crazy. That mentality got to gotta break. Funny thing, we talked about that on the um, last episode. We had kind of touched upon stuff like that. You know, murder rate rising and why people are doing what they're doing. Why are we harming each other out here as opposed to helping each other? You know, man, I do remember that. We were talking about Baltimore, my hometown. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of how all the senseless killings. We just talked about it. We just talked about it. Giz is right. We just talked about it. And now, look at us now. We're sitting here talking about losing you know a dude that was really trying to get rid of that whole stigma you know even through all that through all the he still represented you know he still represented you know his whole the crip gang but i believe he was trying to rebrand the whole the gang life that people see you know what i'm saying i think he he was out here trying to really show hey yes I am a crip, but this is what I am now, okay? I represent it differently now. This is a brotherhood. This is, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to show people this is what we came from, but this is what we are now or what we can be. You feel what I'm saying? So now it's like, and he was 33, yo. Mm. 33. He had way more to accomplish. 33 years old. So he accomplished all this to 33 years old. And just think, uh, we now we have to, I just hate saying that we have to imagine what he could have did instead of actually saying what could have been done. That's sick. I mean, you touched upon several things that, uh, you know, resonated with me when the news first broke. I remember in our group chat, I kind of like, you know, put it out there because um, and it's funny because like before we started recording, we were kind of comparing it to when like I guess like Pac and Biggie, you know, passed right. away. Um, news kind of hit about you know Pac at first, and you know oh he got shot. Well at that time, something was always happening with Pac. His name was always in the news, yeah. you know, and the feeling was like oh he's gonna, he's going to be okay, you know what I'm saying? You know he got a couple of shots, he'll be back at it. Then next thing you know, he passed and. It was just like a surreal feeling, right? Um, like, man, I, I came up with this dude. Is this really happening? Is, is this the real world? Uh, a few months later, Biggie. And, and with Biggie, at least for me, I remember it felt like a gut punch, right? Um, you know, uh, particularly because, like, well, again, making the comparisons to Nip, doing a lot of positive things in the community, how he turned his life around, things were on the upswing. Same thing could be said with Biggie at that time, right? Um, critical claim with his debut album and stuff, but then he hit a few speed bumps along the way. It seemed like, uh, and we saw the documentary or uh, the uh, or the biopic, I should say, 
detailing like the events leading up to like you know his last album and you just kind of see how stuff went and he was in a good space and boom life taken in this case um i I admit I wasn't as hip to nip, you know, the way that you guys were and stuff. I came on late, you know what I'm saying? But then I was always clear with, I thought, his, you know, Victory Lap was dope. Like, I was like, this dude did this, you know what I'm saying? It, it like, opened my eyes. It really did. Uh, we were just talking about, like, and that's how we kind of uh, came up with the intro song. We were like, yeah, Blue Laces too. that's my shit right there. That's my favorite cut on the whole album, but the whole album is, like, strong, and someone that has these profound views, you know what I'm saying, of the world, relating his upbringing um, and um, his way that he came into being and how he flipped it, like you were mentioning, you know what I'm saying? And to me, I wouldn't even say flip it in terms of show, um, trying to like rebrand. I think he's he was trying to take it back to what the original concept of the gang culture was. Because remember, it wasn't always about killing and violence and everything like that. It was supposed to be about brotherhood. Protecting the neighborhood. Exactly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it got twisted along the way the way I looked at it, he was using his platform to go ahead and rearrange the mindset and take it back to his origins but, um, pretty much. Exactly. He was like, look, it's actually a positive thing and that's why I freely claim being the crip, you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't, it shouldn't be a negative connotation to it. It should be something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you talk about some of the other things uh, that he was into. Um, dude's really big on real estate. You know what I'm saying? Talking about like owning something. You know what I'm saying? Buying the properties, you know what I'm saying? In the neighborhood and reinvesting. Showing people that should be the way that you go about playing with your money. And playing is a relative term. But instead of buying all this jewelry and I don't need to flash all these, you know what I'm saying? Gold chains, platinum chains, you know, diamond rings, whatever. Instead, I'd rather go ahead and actually allow my money to continue to grow. And I want to go ahead and teach others that this should be the concept. Us reinvesting within our communities and we are actually the owners versus always selling out, you know what I'm saying? And letting other folks go ahead and redevelop and reap the benefits while we're on the outside looking in. Uncle Buck, that he, I, what you just said about the real estate, he was on that early. That's one. Yeah. Career. And I mean, and that's what I was uh, learning, you know what I'm saying? When I was getting like uh hip to him and stuff. And I respected him from that standpoint. It's not too many people out here that I guess you can say is actually, um, there's some action behind the words. Right. You know, and it's all well and good. You're not going to turn a blind eye to people kind of donating, you know, financial resources to improve things and conditions, um, you know, in downtrodden neighborhoods. But for someone to actually be active, you know, with that change where I'm in on the streets, you know, what I'm saying I still reside in this neighborhood. I, you know, I know Miss Smith, you know, right down the block, you know, mm-hmm. I'll help her with her groceries. You know, if I see her carrying something in to have that type of rapport with somebody that's that's impactful right there. And then to reach that level of stardom, you know what I'm saying, where Absolutely. he doesn't, where he didn't even have to come back to his neighborhood. He could have just went bought a crib in Calabasas Easy. and just chill and said, "Look, y'all on this bullshit, mm-hmm. y'all killing each other, y'all ain't got no jobs, y'all slinging dope. I'm out of here. I got my bread. I'm gonna just rap about this shit, and that's it." Nah, I mean, I, to me, his message came across like we all people at the end of the day, right? Um, many people in this community are used to doing things this way. Let me show you a different way on how to go ahead and conduct yourself. And let's see how that takes you. You know what I'm saying? What path that takes you now? Um, Who knows? You can go ahead and not only be me. My hope is that you surpass what I've done. You know what I'm saying? That's true success right there. 
in his eyes, from what I'm talking about, if I, um, I think several times he would use either this exact phrase or kind of hint at it where, you know, leading the man to water and teaching him how to fish, right? Exactly. He was trying to teach the community how to fish. You know, I, 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 I built myself up to this point right here. I'm not only a rapper, but what I see, but what I perceive myself as is a true artist. You know, and I believe that's also another way that he, you know, amassed like the money that he got where he was sell, um, almost like past episodes. We were talking about, like, I guess, like Big Baller brand and I guess like the value that he was placing uh, what he perceived his uh, shoes to be. Nibble selling, you know, mixtapes and just other things, you know what I'm saying? And people kind of laughing at him as far as like the price tag attached to it. And he was like, well, no, I'm an artist. I should be compensated for my art. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. You know, I was one of those people. And he put out uh, mailbox money mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars. I believe it was a Crenshaw. Uh, Crenshaw was a hundred dollars. Sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, Crenshaw was a hundred dollars. He was selling them, and it was a thousand copies, I believe, or something like that. And I was like, you know, that's that's wow. Why why would you do that? Why would you do this? I wasn't in the mindset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was Didn't Jay buy like Jay 100, 100, copies? 100 copies? Yeah, yeah. And that's when, but shit like that is what needs to happen so people like myself back then could go, oh shit, damn. Jay Z bought 100. Oh shit. Okay. So now that makes that, let's, that shit like that is what needs to happen for when you have younger, not even just younger, but people that aren't business savvy, they can see, oh damn, I can do this? Is that. That's possible. I can make that happen. See, and that's what I was going to tie it back around to in terms of his sense of uh, us being owners, right? You know what I'm saying? Versus, again, not knocking him, but why should we always have to be the workers? Why can't we be bosses? Right. And this is my way, the way I perceive being a boss, which goes back to why he respectfully declined Rick Ross's offer, you know what I'm saying, to go under Maybach. You know what? I want to start my own Maybach. I want to be a boss just like you. I'm basically learning how the, the, the blueprint that you laid out, I want to copy that and then flip it to where it works for me. Giz, you got something for us, man? Because I know, you know, and we know Giz speaks from the heart. I know you took this hard. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, man. Just just let us know how you feel, bro. Just, uh, what's going on with you? It's hard because I, you know, you don't know what to say off something like this. Like I, I really don't, you know. But um, he he always called himself the great. Mm. You know, mm. you speak that shit. You know, Uncle Buck knows about me. Like I've had certain things about myself. <laughs> I say. You know, I think we all know. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) listeners know as well. (laughs) And you—that's what first made me resonate towards him. It's like, wow, you're saying that shit. You know, he—he—he was not. You're not going to sit here and say he was the, from a rap standpoint, the greatest rapper, right? But he spoke it into existence. So when he made you, when you, he got your ear. He made you listen. And when you sat there and listened, it was just gems. Just gems all day. Art. Yeah. And he didn't try to pretend. He didn't try to be phony. He didn't try to copycat. He made his own style. 
And that's what made him great. You know, honorable, respectful, greatness, disciplined, you know, pure. And that's what I respected about him. He, he created a blueprint for myself, you know, and in his passing, I felt like, well, he didn't get, he didn't finish. I followed your blueprint. Mm-hmm. Literally, I've watched life change phenomenally for myself in following your blueprint, you know, and you, you didn't finish. And I felt so angry at the person for Mm -hmm. taking such a beautiful soul away from all of us, you know? And in his music, it wasn't about the gang banging. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about drugs. It wasn't about women. It was about respecting oneself, understanding oneself. My favorite song of his is, that's how I knew. Mm. And the hook is, that's how I knew that I was different. And, you know, I've always preached that about myself. I'm just different. I've said it a couple of times on the show, you know. And I've been teased all my life. I've been mocked. I'll say, hey, I think I can build a rocket ship and go to the moon. And everybody, ah, you can't build no rocket. And I'll do something that damn near gets me to the moon. You know what I'm saying? And it's because I've always preached that I was different. And then hearing a man like this mm. and witnessing him say it and do it it puts a battery pack in your back that makes you feel like i can do anything and in in our community how many people can we say we have like that you know like and especially in knowing you're different and knowing that you're choosing to live a lifestyle to that is not respected by many people Entrepreneurship is not respected by many people at all. People say they're a boss, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. People say that, oh, I'm getting money, but you're really not. People say a lot of things, but they're not really living out what they're doing. And he laid out a blueprint of encouragement of this is how you do it. This is what it is. And in myself being self-made, and especially in them early years, not having many people to believe People crack jokes on you. People turn their back on you. You know, I, uh, what's your little business doing? Little business. I ain't got no little business. You know? And you have somebody like Nipsey who has soldiered through it and came out on top. And you can pick any rap song you want. He preaches about it, mm-hmm. the struggles of it. Mm-hmm. One of the interviews that I, I've always loved that he gave was he said that the thing was he never quit. Never quit. And I've been fortunate enough, you know, to have an uncle who gave me game, you know, young age too. I mean, I I had at least be like 28. And he came up to me and said, he's proud. He said, the one thing you got to understand is no matter what anybody says to you, what you go through, you don't stop. And you don't stop even if I tell you to stop. Best words of advice. I came across Nipsey Hussle. And he said the best thing that he did for himself was he didn't quit. So that's two people who made it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't really have anybody around me who's, you know, pushing me. But these people right here, like, they're getting me through. And I've been through so much. And, like, his words through his music, his song, it's just... 
resonated on a whole nother level. And it's just unfortunate that we as a people can't, you know, get past any struggles to where it allows one person who clearly was probably suffering mentally to where he couldn't even take whatever was said to him and just carry on. Mm-hmm. Just carry on. You know what I'm saying? And that would have made all the difference from what we're talking about right now. You know, so it's just definitely unfortunate, and we lost a good one, a good, good, good person. You know, you talk about good people out there, and I didn't know the brother. You know, everybody's flawed. Everybody's flawed. But the fact that any, I guess, transgressions he might have had hasn't, like, ever, ever surfaced to light. After all these years, he's been relevant. Goes to show you that was a good man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we should all try to do our best to, you know, carry on that blueprint and foundation that he helped to carry on. I ain't going to say he set because he took on, you know, and carried forth that torch that other people probably set for him and, and, and took it to another level. So don't feel like it's, it's over or don't feel like you don't know what to do. You know, just remember what was shown and carry that torch, you know, and just try to make everybody around you better. You know, he, he did that for me, and I do my damnedest every day, every week to try to help others around me. If I can help you and I have the opportunity to help you, I've always been that type of character. You know what I'm saying? And it's learned. You know what I'm saying? It's taught. And, you know, I could say he's one of those individuals that helped me respect that narrative. Not a thing of, oh, I got it and I'm a shit on you. But if I can help you, you know, and you can help me, this work, you know. It's, it's all love. It's all respect. That's what he showed us, and that's what we should carry forth with, just love and respect and honor. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely concur with that, man. Um, it's crazy, like, you know, the resonating part that you mentioned, too. Um, the fact that we talking about, uh, you know, the, his art, but also, like, how his art um, – kind of trans transcended you know where he uh was where people respected his rap hustle but then people who never heard a song a day in their life um we were talking about mrs buck um you know a little while ago she came down and was you know talking about you know she heard you know what happened and it was unfortunate but at the same time while she never heard or listened to like anything from nipsey hustle but she respected him from the standpoint that, you know, him as a, a, a father, him as, you know, uh, being a partner to uh, Lauren London, all the other things that we just talked about in terms of his community work and stuff, it impacted her from that level. You know what I'm saying? Where she was like, God, I can't believe, you know, they, they took a good one. And I think that might be the legacy more than anything else that he did on the artistry side of things that will continue to live on. And hopefully... Um, who knows maybe a martyr got made where his movement gets picked up by the next and upcoming generation you know what i'm saying and they want to go ahead and duplicate duplicate if not exceed what he did but you know what uncle buck why does it have to come to this for that to happen i agree i agree um it's all but i feel like it's always our leaders mm -hmm. that have to 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 perish for change to happen 
Why does someone have to die on or for order in order for us to get it? You know what I mean? Like why why does that have in order for us to get the picture, someone has to lose their life. It's called a prophet. <sighs> and he, he he spoke it throughout his whole career. He led by example. And unfortunately, I mean history is shown from biblical days till now. Prophets lose their life and it takes that happening to awaken the world. You know what I'm saying? And you can look at it. It is a negative thing that happened, but his impact resonates so heavy that there's still beauty there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is going to be talked about for a long time, you know, and his work ain't going to be lost, mm. you know, musically, philanthropically, um, entrepreneurial. It's, um, it's, it's, it's going to always be there. And, you know, but it's, it's called being a prophet. And sometimes um, we come across as a downtrodden people just with everything that our people have been through, right? Um, look at the neighborhood that he, he came from. Um, as much as we've been through, how many times have we spoken amongst ourselves or just other people that we recognize how the system has kind of played a part against us, but we still kind of play into the hands, so to speak, you know, um, sometimes and when you kind of get to that point where you've been so beaten down, you're kind of self-inflicting pain upon yourself. Unfortunately, you, do, you need a shocking moment to go ahead and kind of snap you out of it like that, you know, and like, oh, man, you know, I, I can't let this happen to me or I can't let this happen to so-and-so, so-and-so. And you start trying to make some moves. Um, it's unfortunate. But it just seems like that, unfortunately, is just part of the um, part of the circumstances. I just hope that it's not just a temporary fix, if you get what I'm saying. Like this hopefully leads to bigger and better things from the standpoint that it's it's definitely like a continuous forward movement towards bigger and better things for I would say not just that community, but just everybody as a people. Um, the suspect, you know, is in custody right now. I guess we got to let the legal process play its part. Um, in the meantime, who picks up that mantle? You know, to go ahead and continue on his work. Uh, he was supposed to meet with, with the police chief, I think, out in L.A., like the day after the events happened and stuff. Um, my hope would be that why can't someone else fill that void? You know what I'm saying? And still have that meeting. It still take place. And I think that would be a great way to honor his memory just because obviously that was something important to him. From what I read, um, I heard that, uh, you know, the meeting will still take place with the police chief for uh gang reform. And, um, it should, yeah. it needs to, but fellas, uh, this was a good talk. You know what I'm saying? We had to get our emotions out. We had to let the people know, how we feel about a legend, about a great man. And um, before we get out of here, I just got to say I love y'all, man. And that's a fact. Yeah, love you too, man. You know what I'm saying? I love y'all. And, like, just, just make if, – if anyone out there, you know, if you're wondering why, you know, your girl always calling you or when you're out, you know, your mother, your, your family member, your grandmother, anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're targets out here. It's a dangerous world for a lot of us, especially as black men, as black people. And we just got to be safe. You know what I'm saying? We can't say, you know, just whatever grudges you have out there against that with your friends or your family or if it's over petty shit, man, knock that shit off. 
Knock that shit off. You'll never know what's going to happen. Especially in this climate nowadays when there's just stupid shit happening left and right. You know what I'm saying? Tell your brothers you love them. You know what I'm saying? Tell tell your people you love them. Tell your sons, your daughters, your granddaughters, your grandkids, anybody. Just tell tell your family. Just tell people your loved ones. Tell them you love them, man. For real. Because this hit hard. And just get, this, gets, this, this situation has people thinking and as everyone in a in a confused state and you know but um i love y'all <laughs> i love our listeners you too man i love our listeners i love everyone at this table shout out to b prince he ain't here but i love you too bro you know what i'm saying hope you feel that love coming from this side you know what i'm saying and um fellas i think it's time to get out of here yeah on a good note okay let's end it on some love so um Again, rest in peace to Nip the Great. You know what I'm saying? Your soul, we feel your energy. And, you know, you'll never be forgotten. And we out. Love, relate to you, I can't if you's a fake nigga. When level four in the state, what your mistakes get you? Rap niggas, they just want a double date with you. Twit pick and show these hoes that they affiliate with you. Labels used to treating rappers like a slave, nigga. Starving artists, just be happy with your fame, nigga. Shit changed, now it's such a different game. All the niggas like myself is controlling everything. If you pay attention, see exactly what I mean. Fuck the middleman. I said that in 2003. Was 18, white Lincoln, chrome feet. Black 40 was my pillow, every night I go to sleep Grown niggas treat me like they OG Holding on to every word that the tiny loaf speaks I had a vision that nobody else could see Sold my shit to D-Mac, a little less than 10 G's Brought my grocery bag of cash straight to Black Sam He matched the nigga, next day we went to Sam Ash He bought a Pro Tools and a microphone Studio was far from plush, but them lights was on Couple hundred thousand stashed at my mama's home Real estate in Atlanta, but ain't nobody know Mac 11's in the safe, hidden in the flow My bro did it like nobody that I've ever known Screens on every wall with 16 camera angles Double pane, bulletproof glass, pushing past the haters Cuban links and Rolexes, photo check from Epic This industry ain't gotta like us, but they gon' respect it Built the label up, from money we were saving up no details to the statue of limitations up. Couple niggas got flipped trying to play with us. The demonstrations speak loud, so I ain't saying much. Was a charismatic nigga, I don't play as much. Cause life is real when you live it in a place like us. School pictures cracking smiles, now my face is stuck. Shell shocked to see how much they really hated us. Couldn't keep a kind heart, get your hatred up. Street smarts, nigga get your information up. Watching belly smoking blunts take Jamaican puffs. One day I'ma have a house and car like Jamaican cuz. Credits rolled back to stress pound breaking up. Had to fight before we hustled and it made us tough. Early 90s neighbors rooster used to wake us up. Mama had a bucket and a shack but we ain't make a fuss. Blue cutlass, no license, 380 tucks. 96 Caprice, both the fast was saving up. They getting packed out if niggas try to fade with us. Crenshaw, Slauson, true stories, oh, play the drums. <laughs> <laughs>